This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. We are the podcast keys, only heard and we're rarely seen. Podcast keys, apologies when we try to sing. Oh yeah, we can do. All right. Well, that was that was something. It was something. Oh, we're well. sorry, Remember, and you're welcome, listener. We did a lower take. We're gonna use that falsetto one, I think. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll just release the other one on, on Patreon you know, or something sprinkle, like that. But. How? Do me a favor. Sure. Sprinkle yeah. the lower take just in in the you know a little quieter. Oh, in there. Ooh, yeah, some layering, a little carpenter style. Fix it. It's more of us trying baritone, and then we go full falsetto. Yeah, yeah it's so funny when we're like dancing queen. <laughs> so fun, everybody loves it. But welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent, and I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our one-hit wonder director show. Super fun, where we talked about directors that hey, they did a great movie. Super fun. But then what? I don't don't know. Super fun, but very informative. Okay. It was (laughs) super fun. It was an educational episode of Bacon Sales. We do this sometimes. I mean, it's nice. A lot of our listener threw out other options as well. Yeah, one one director. Scott Sprague, who said uh, John Fortenberry. uh, Sure. Didn't want to mess that name up. Who said he directed a lot of TV uh, episodes and one good movie, A Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, he defended that. That's the movie? I mean, okay. I mean, I like it, but good though? Uh, uh, no mention of you bowl. You bowl. You bowl hasn't made a good movie though. Um, I did not That's recognize the joke. a single thing. Yeah. Jonathan Vascar says Roberto Benini should have been uh, mentioned more than a throwaway line. Yeah. Sean Pollock says Terrence Malick. Hmm. I don't know about that. Yeah, I, well I known, but his it. movies are just meandering. Right. He's artsy. Too Doug artsy Smith says George Lucas, and I've heard people say this. I don't know. I like American Graffiti. I yeah. didn't. And, and of course, Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Paul Jeffrey says M. Night Shyamalan I saw that a lot crazy he's made at least three right yeah like you could say that is a good movie I think five like three or okay five yeah okay save it for the Shyamalan show we did uh, (laughs) four seasons ago (laughs) with Emily yeah (laughs) so thank you thank you for participating I'm sure there were were more I can't get to them all yeah Uh, but thank you thank you for uh, thank you for participating and thank you for patronizing us thank you for being because we have a new patron yeah uh, whoa, take it easy. Wow. Is the false set really change things? Uh, Pam Chudley. Okay. Pam hey, Chudley Pam. is hey, a three dollar patron, so she now gets access to the Pacon bits. Yeah. Which are these uh, kind of mini episodes. Mini episodes. Oh, we're trying for thirty minutes. We're now. trying to get low. We're trying. We're trying to hone that in a bit. Here, here, crazy. Here's the thing. They are a version of the show where we put in no effort and people like them more. <laughs> so that's <laughs> no. It's like it's us having a conversation before the show. This last one where we talk about Rob Zombie for a while yeah. and and uh, judging our kids for their movie tastes. Every once in a while, I yell. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. But they're fun. And now Pam gets access to that. And so for $3 a month, you too can get access to these little extra shows every week. Almost. Super fun. We're not promising every week, but it seems to be that's the case. Yeah. Yes. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? <laughs> that could be the Bee Gees. Who knows? <laughs> Next that's time. That's true. Yeah. Let's, should we do the Bee Gees? Oh, nah. We're talking about ABBA. Or is it ABBA? I think it's ABBA. ABBA? Yeah. I'm going to say ABBA. Because that's what I'm going to say at the whole show. Yeah. So we are talking about Sweden's 
third greatest export. Yes. <laughs> what are the first two? Volvo and Ikea. Pancakes. Mm. Yeah. Massages. Mm. Save for our <laughs> Sweden show. <laughs> this, this, is, this is the bulk content so, of our Sweden show. I mean, we're, show. Doing, we're doing a show about the band ABBA. Yeah. Now, I was at first I was like, well, what? Why are we doing a show it's about ABBA? It's a good ABBA question that we can even ask right when now. When we haven't even done a show about the Beatles yet. Oh. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, we're going in alphabetical order. Oh. B R Q A <laughs> and then B. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Are we trying to spell something? Uh, but no, ABBA is, I mean, if you don't know who ABBA is, welcome to wherever you've been hiding under the rock because ABBA, is, their, their music is everywhere. Yes, they were a band primarily in like the mid 70s to early 80s, yeah. but their music has persisted since then. They are a Swedish pop group formed in 1972 by, oh boy, here come some names. Uh, I yes. feel like you should give these to Zach. No. Well, the problem Zach is, read their names. I, I want to explain that I've been saying her name I was say, as I was doing the research. You know when you read a name? like I, I read Hermione's Hermione yeah. for I the was longest her, I was time. Hermione. I did her, Hermione. Team her, yeah. Hermione. Until like the fourth book when... Uh, Hermione sounds like something you need out. surgically removed. But as I was doing my research, I was reading it as Agnetha. Yes. Because that's how it's spelled. A-G-N-E-T-H-A. But it's, how do you say it? Agneta. Oh, so it, so it hasn't been Agneta all along. Oh. But her name is Agneta Falskog. Falskog, yeah. Falskog. And then Bjorn Ulveus. Yep. Yes. Benny Anderson. Oh, thank, thank you, Benny. And then Anna-Fried Lingstad. Yeah, which is, Or Frida. She goes by Frida. That was her, her kind of a performing name. But I'm just going to refer to them as Agneta, Bjorn, Benny, and, and Frida. Now, these are four people. But they yes. were actually, for the bulk of their time together as ABBA, two married couples. Well, and, isn't that and, adorable? And before you get into the nuptial, uh, you may have noticed that it's uh, A-B-B-A are the first uh, letters of the Wait, names. hold on. It's both an acronym and a palindrome. Wa-bomb. Because they were originally known as Bjorn, Benny, Anita, and Frida. Which that was is the name of their band. Not mm. Can you imagine that making it big? No. Oh, I love that Dancing Queen song by Bjorn, Benny, Ag- Anita, and Frida. Wasn't it funny that their manager that's like, that's not going to work? Promotion they, yeah. will not They could happen. have gone F A, like, gone full, just Frida and F A B B. They could have been fab. 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 That's but a very yes, 70s name. But they are, I was going to say, they are, they are uh, two couples. You got Anita is married to Bjorn, and Benny is married to Frida. And those were the two couples that uh, kind of came together. Can to I just say Abba. Swedish men in the 70s had a, they had a different look about them? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah. Can sure. I be honest? Sure. I don't, nobody in ABBA is all that like attractive. Mm. They're definitely standing by their music. <laughs> I found I was reading through articles and stuff, and I found this a kind of summary, and I loved it. And I'll just I'll throw it out here. Wait, is this like a butter song? No. Bjorn was the one with the bangs. <laughs> Bjorn was the one with the bangs. Benny was the one with the beard. Annie Fried was the brunette, and Yetta was the blonde. Bjorn and Benny wrote the hits. Frida and Agneta did most of the singing. Bjorn married Agneta. Benny married Frida. And they all got divorced. <laughs> That's it in a nutshell. That's Abba. So let's just move right on to well, the songs then. Yes. No, uh, yeah. I want to I bring up the fact that one of the reasons we're doing them is because they are literally one of the best-selling music acts in the history Could you of find an uh, accurate number for this band? Roughly. But okay. I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Okay. In the, the, the pantheon of best-selling artists, of, of most records sold... They fall just below Phil Collins and just above Katy Perry. Yeah, 150 million to 385 million. Yeah, okay. In there. That's it. But I mean, the digital age has kind of changed the way, you know, we record things and physical yeah. copies versus digital copies. But just know they're a big band. And well, and the relevance as well. They are point. the first group 
from a non-English speaking country to achieve consistent success in English speaking countries. Makes sense. Because they Swedish. do speak English in most of their songs. Well, can I confess something real yeah. quick? I didn't really notice the accents that much before. Sure. But doing research for this show Same, and yeah. listening to all their studio albums. Masters of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely there. Which, that, that's a good question, though. How did you guys get introduced to ABBA and what are your feelings on ABBA? Let's start with the one who looks most like a member of ABBA, Kent. Oh, wait, hold on. The Swedish men are very attractive. (laughs) (laughs) That's getting used. (laughs) (laughs) Look, for me, it was road trips. My parents knew they liked ABBA. My dad went on his LDS mission to Sweden. So there was that affinity as well. Oh, wow. But it really wasn't. They didn't try to pass that on to us. They'd be like, hey, we're going to play this every once in a while on a road trip. And so I knew... All the hits, kind of like everyone else. And that's all I knew. And so I kind of hated them for it. Mm. I remember going to junior high dances and hearing Dancing Queen. This will come up in the show and going, I've heard this song a million times. Like, who cares at this point? Mm -hmm. That said, I couldn't help but respect them. But they always kind of kept creeping back into pop culture, as we'll talk about, with something like Mamma Mia. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, why is this band so big? They just seem poppy and kind of lifeless to me at the time. Okay. Maybe I was wrong, but that's how I felt. And now my opinion has changed. Has it softened since it then? Is. Because of this show or just in the years? It's in softened. the years. Okay. Because I actually hum their songs a lot. And now doing the research for the show, I genuinely like them. Okay. Yeah. Joel, what about you? Truth be told, I we're going to talk about this a little while later, but when Erasure came out with the album ABBA-esque, I really, my sister had that album and it's Erasure covering a, a four ABBA songs. Amazing. Yeah. I loved each one of them, and I was like, this is really fun. And then, like, you know, Dancing Queen, you hear it everywhere, you enjoy it. And so, I, mostly just the hits. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know much about the band. In fact, I didn't, I didn't know their names until doing the research for this sure. episode. Yeah. I didn't know a lot about the band. Like, this is kind of breaking new ground for me to get this much exposure to ABBA, because I really was a surface level... Are you going ABBA on this one? Okay. What'd I say? You said ABBA. I did it? Yeah, that's oh, fine. Go with it. Yeah, Eng's uh, Bison <laughs> ABBA. Sure. No, but... This has been for me an educational experience because I'm not, I, I, I can't say I love ABBA. Mm-hmm. I was going to say ABBA again. Sure. I, I can't say I love ABBA, but I love some of their songs, and I've, but I've grown an appreciation for them while doing research for the show. Mm-hmm. That being said, they're still not one of my favorite bands. I don't think they, they'd crack the top 25 maybe, but some of their songs are definitely fun. Would you say of their hits though, of their greatest hits, they are that good. Like, you could fill two to three Greatest Hits albums with great ABBA songs. Granted, some of the deep cuts, maybe not as good. I don't know if I'd agree with that. Really? I think that one, good album, so one, many one solid album full of songs and then kind of a lesser. Well, ABBA Gold. Sides. It exists. Yeah. yeah. It's called ABBA Gold. Although and it's, it's missing some of the good songs. It, but then there's more gold. I'd swap some yeah. out. There's another one. And more gold well. sold less, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I would say there's two dozen solid ABBA songs. Solid, for yes. sure. And then with, like, some... I think all yeah. timers in sure, there. Sure, exactly. But it definitely is a, a, a taste thing as well. There's I think some, it's a mood thing instead of a taste thing. There are some people that will be totally. absolutely annoyed by ABBA. Yes. They yes. will be absolutely annoyed. Get it? <laughs> <ABBA>? <laughs> that actually worked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it is. I mean, it's it's high, these high quasi-harmonies that are happening mm-hmm. almost the entire time. The, the music is fairly repetitive. Like, this is not mm-hmm. something maybe... Serious, uh, non-slack jawed yokel musician. Sure, like yeah, this is no. pop music. It feels very summery to me yeah. as well. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's definitely a tone to it. So my experience with ABBA, you might say, oh, did did you really like when Mamma Mia was featured in the Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, which I've never seen. Uh, no. Uh, how about uh, Waterloo and Muriel's Wedding? Didn't see that either. Uh, no, no. I 
I was exposed to ABBA through the tribute band A-Teens. I remember A-Teens from the box. Which, yeah. Yes, we'll get to them as well because the fact that they're... They, well, we'll they sang that song like, upside down, bouncing up the ceilings. But they sang Dancing Queen, a version of Dancing Queen. I am having the best nostalgic moment right, right you now. You remember this? this is like great. the late 90s. I have some facts about them. When we get there. Um, yeah, and that the was my exposure to. So they played Dancing Queen. Music, the music video was pretty popular. Yeah. And then, you know, they. I was like, what's the 18s? Well, they they were the ABBA teens. And then yeah. you work your way backwards. And then, honestly, for me, being the age that I am and, you know, the having been in theater, my exposure to ABBA is Mamma Mia, which is like so many people. Yeah, which yeah. The, the musical or the movie? Well, both. I mean, the musical both. came out. I've heard, uh, I've listened to the original cast album. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen the movie um, and that I think is, you know, helped keep it alive. We'll go into that more, but that's my initial, t- those my, my initial touch points. Did they yeah. sing Halfway Around the World? Halfway around the world. Is that, is that the 18s? I, I, I really enjoyed that one. No, yeah, I have no So then I've worked, I worked my way backward to ABBA. And honestly, which is weird because they haven't. I think I think the 18s have aged more than ABBA has. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a timelessness to ABBA. Definitely. Yes. There was I was watching an interview. I believe it was Bjorn who said there is more ABBA in the last 20 years than there was in the first 20 years of their what? existence. Right. That they that they are um, more in the pop, pop consciousness into mm-hmm. pop culture in the last 20 years. Well, in truth be told, weird. I mean, jumping back to a little bit of the history here. They spent most of their time in the studio. They weren't really a touring band as much. It uh, seems like they were because most of their music videos are live performances. But they did right? a lot of music videos, and they did that so they could spread those around the world without yeah. having to travel around the world. But they said, oh, I think it was Bjorn. Bjorn said that they may have toured for maybe only six months total. And then uh, Benny said that probably they played fewer than 100 shows live. Is it because their stage presence was the worst? <laughs> they, <laughs> probably. They are not the greatest choreography dance. It's, it's interesting because, you know, again, they're this enormous band as far as sales go. Yeah. They probably toured the U.S. a lot, right? Once in Wait, 1979, what? one tour. Well, that's the other thing. They're Near the huge. end there. Yeah. They're huge outside of the U.S., like. Like if like if in the UK and Australia, especially yeah yeah, and Which if they so huge if they, in Australia, the thing is if they were like a five here in the United States, mm-hmm. they'd be like a ten outside the United yeah. States. Like they were a global phenomenon, and we'll get into that here in a second too. But I want to start the roots, yeah, the you know, origin the roots. Oh. So you get Benny Anderson, yeah, that's Anderson a, with two S's. Yes, my it friend. is Anderson. 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 He was in a band called the Hep Stars, which were known as the Swedish Beatles. And they were the biggest thing in all of Sweden, which apparently the Hep bands were. Yeah, Hep stars. It's apparently not that hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I was going to say Bjorn was talking. I was watching an interview with him when he talked about how there was nothing coming out of Sweden at the no. time. Yeah, like it was it was unheard of. As I as I understand it, like they were number one, and then it was a distant fall to second. Yeah. So Benny Anderson was in the Hep stars. Bjorn Olvius. I'm just going to say Bjorn. He was in a band called the Hootenanny Singers. They were a folk skiffle group. You have to Skiffle, say it though. You, say? you have to say it. the Hootenanny singers. Yes. Which is funny because if these guys were friends. They collaborated a lot, yes. actually. And I wonder if it's because there were so few bands, so little music produced at the time. And it's mm-hmm. like, of course, they're going to run into each other. Yeah. And so they were they were trying to break through the scene. They, they wrote some songs together. And then they went to, oh boy, Melodifestivalen. Uh huh. Sure. Which is kind of the uh, qualifying rounds for Eurovision, which if you don't know what Eurovision is, it is a huge, like, I don't think we're as familiar long. here in the States. No, no. And I've only become, re- because of the internet thing. Well, Netflix you were in Portugal. Movie? But that, we Was didn't that really a thing? know about. Not a, maybe, but okay. not as much. But it's because of YouTube and watching stuff, I've started to really appreciate Eurovision because it's this global competition, essentially, yeah. 
of who's which country has the best musical act. And it ranges from silly to serious. It's an amazing It feels event. like Star Search, but the countries vote. Yeah, on, uh, all who, these countries the are voting for people. Right. And, and they got some really, really good songs there. If you've never seen Eurovision, I mean, maybe we need to do a show about Eurovision. And, and, you know, unlike American Idol or something where you're singing covers, I mean, this is a songwriting contest. Yes, yes they're writing originals. a song, they're performing them. They have amazing lighting effects now. Should we do a Eurovision show? I would be okay with that. Right. I have to do a lot of research about it. But... At this uh, 1969 Melody Festivalen, I'm just going to say it like that and just kind of slur it through. Oh, hold on. Uh, we're talking, they're Swedish, right? Yes. Melody Festivalen. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. Are we allowed to do Swedish? <laughs> yeah, they're super white. Yeah. <laughs> but Benny and Bjorn got together to write. They were, they were trying to compete, and that's where they met Frida, who yes. was a singer as well. And uh, Benny and Frida became a couple shortly after. I thought this was like a qualifying round to become the representative for Sweden yes. in the upcoming Eurovision. Yeah, they're all they're all singers. That's yeah. the thing I like about this. And so Frida, she had her own career. Uh, she, her own band was called the Anna Fried Four. Yeah, and so she was since thirteen. She's been doing this. And her first number one single was Mein Elgenstad, which ah. is my own town. Uh, which you know, beautiful. It sounds like the the Fire and Ice song that uh, Rachel McAdams did. Oh yeah, sing. that's true. Yeah, yeah. But then on that song, they actually had all future ABBA members singing backup, backup vocals together on that one song. Really? So even back then, even before they became a band, they were singing together, which yeah. was kind of cool. And then uh, Agneta, she was, uh, had a number one hit in Sweden with a self-composed song, and she was already kind of a popular singer as well. And it was during a Swedish TV festival that Agneta met Bjorn and they married. So now we have these two married couples, and they decide to go on vacation together. So they go down to... The island of Cyprus. That's it. This is in 1970. And then they sing, you know, these are like the annoying couples that are like, look, we're so talented. Are we pretty? No, but we're super talented. <laughs> they went down to the are beach. Are we going to comment on their looks the whole time? I might. Butter songs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you no, got it? Kent. Okay, there you, you said go. it before. Oh. <laughs> but they went down to the beach and they sang for fun, just yeah. on their own accord for the UN soldiers stationed on the island. So Which is actually pretty sweet. I imagine like a karaoke night maybe or something. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe they just walked up to the gates of this. You know, I, I picture like a USO tour. You know how they always have comedians and stuff like that. They're probably yeah. like, hey, we're just going to get on stage and sing for you. Yeah. But it went so well that they're like, hey, let's let's start let's start something. So they did a stage act called Festfulkett. <laughs> this is next job. Party people uh-huh. uh, or engaged couples. And so they started doing this uh, act, yes. essentially. And they will come in the party people. And their first <laughs> hit was, hey, Gammelman. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a giggle we of these start shows. we Swedish pronunciations. Stig Anderson was a producer, and, and uh, he wanted really badly Benny and Bjorn to break into the international music scene. Yeah. So this man, he became their manager and pushed them into making a song called People Need Love. Yes. People Need Love. Which was released in June 1972. Hey, it's a tune. I like that song. Yeah. And it was credited to Bjorn, Benny, Anita, and Annie Fried. Here's what I love about the beginning of the band compared to maybe the second or third album when they got really good is Benny and Bjorn. They were like, hey, look, we're the songwriters. Ladies, we're going to sing most of the songs. Yeah. And they weren't good. Well, they, it, found, like, it sounded very folk music-y. Uh, like, they tried to go a little rocky, too, at times. Yeah. Like, they're trying to find a genre. They couldn't. There was a lot of kumbaya going on, yes. especially in that, that first It felt single. like a kind of a 60s, love, you know. Yeah. The more and more that the women crept in, the band found its place. Sure. They found its voice, I might yeah. say. Yeah. 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 So then they're trying to uh, get back into this uh, qualifying round for Eurovision, the yes. the Melodia Festivalen, uh, this time with the song Ring Ring. Zach, you know that one? Do, 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 do. Ring, ring, something, 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 something. But the, it came in third. 
And so they didn't get yeah. to go to the, the finals there. It's also really good. I really like that song. It's fun. It's, uh, I mean, as their first kind of, that was the first album on yeah, the first that, album. Was the first song on the first the album. first song, the, and the album's called Ring Ring. That's a fun introduction to it's, them. It's a good first song. And then Stig Anderson is like, okay, I'm tired of saying Benny, Bjorn, Anjata, and Frida. Yes. Uh, we're just going to call them, and he kind of just called them ABBA. But there's an issue with that, though, because there was a conflict with the name, wasn't there? There was a very popular fish canning company yes, in Sweden it, yes, that it was. had that name already. And they talked to him and said, are you guys cool with this? The company actually said, it's okay as long as you don't make us feel ashamed for what you're doing. Basically, yeah. don't be rock stars and like be embarrassing to the name, and you can have it. Yeah. Mm. But what's weird is even after he was calling him that, and even after they kind of decided on that, they ran some sort of newspaper competition to find a, a name for the band, and then ABBA won. And so I was like, it almost felt like it was it's already kind of like when of we fixed. tried for Cool Dude Podcast and Bacon Cell won. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they were like, okay, let's take a promotional photo. And so they started taking pictures and they had the letters A-B-B-A. Yeah. And then I think it was Benny had his backwards. Oh, that's why it, in the it was on accident. Well, it's, it just says they found out that Benny Anderson reversed his letter. So whether it was an accident or a purpose, because he was being There's artistic, a logo designer out there that's so upset by this news. But yeah. that's, that's why their official logo is the A, backwards B, B, A. Like mirrored from the center. Yeah. It, either way, it reads I like it. it. It's yeah. great. Yeah. It's a, good, it's a good, simple logo. So then, in 1974, they decide to enter once again, and uh-huh. then yes. get on Eurovision. And yes. they got on and Eurovision. They and they won. Well, With let's what? back it up. Yes. This oh. is what I love this part. So in order to qualify for Eurovision in the semifinals, they sang the song Waterloo, mm-hmm. well-known song in their native Swedish. And then they get they they you know get to advance to the final. Uh-huh. And they're like, hey, um, the whole point of doing Eurovision is to gain, you know, notoriety and appeal, mass appeal. We're not going to get that appeal if we sing it in Swedish. Yeah. So they brought to the final a brand new version of Waterloo in English. And it is actually the first time or first winner that sang in uh, their non-native tongue. Yeah. And it's because they, they, they had the rules. You had to sing your native tongue for a long time. They pulled it back for a couple of years. And that's when Abba came in and won it. And they actually made it a rule again. And yeah. then 99, they pulled it back out again. Oh, they did? Yeah. So it's okay, okay. to sing in English now. You know, it's crazy. Though. So they, they got number one. In fact, Eurovision voted on their 50th anniversary. Let's rank the songs that have won. Yeah. Waterloo got number one well, in the 50-year history. And the year the year it competed, it was a unanimous winner. Yeah. Yes. So, And also, it was, it was very unusual because most of the songs were kind of serious or uh, dramatic. And this was like a yeah. fun, peppy, happy uh, song. The UK gave it no votes, by the way. What? Zero votes because they gave all their votes away because you only have a, li- a limited oh, amount right. of number. And so UK gave it none. And the UK loved them right after that. That's weird. Yeah. The song actually like right after that hit number one in many international markets. That song hit number six in the US. Wait, Zach, the- let's sing it so people know which one we're talking about yeah. here. Sing Waterloo. Waterloo. This is, I need to bring up a point. This is a disclaimer. Go on. I think I'm going to use the excuse that they're Swedish. I don't think your average Joe knows more than 20% of the words to any given ABBA song, except for maybe dancing. I sure don't. That's probably true. That's probably Confession. That was me. When I looked up the lyrics for what, because I'd sing along to Waterloo. I don't know what I was saying. I looked up the lyrics and I'm like, oh, that's what it's about. And it's generally pretty simple. Like there's not a lot of depth to ABBA songs. I'm not going to get after a, a, a... foreign language speaking band for singing simple lyrics in English sure. because I'm just impressed that they're able to sing all these songs in English and make them sound great. Although I got to admit, they've released lots of songs in different languages. I heard one of their songs in Spanish and I went, that's weird. Wait a minute. They don't speak English. 
I mean, they do, but it's not their native language. They're yeah. catering so to their it's audience. Just as weird that they're. Yeah, I actually kind of like it. I liked it for the style. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So then, after they get that big smash hit in Eurovision, become winners. Nothing. Well, they go on tour. Yeah. And the first leg didn't really go very well. They mm-hmm. didn't sell out. They had to cancel a few shows, and they were actually getting pretty discouraged about it. But then they got through the second leg of the tour, which was in Scandinavia. And they played to full houses everywhere and got like a big reception in that area. In fact, it took them 18 months to even hit the charts again. Mm -hmm. And they were releasing albums every single year at this point. They're like, let's strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. And it wasn't until SOS from the third album that they were like, they they saw the success that they did with Waterloo again. But even then, they didn't really crack the U.S. market until they released their greatest hits album in 1976. Yeah. So like they had this whole run up to it. In fact, Dancing Queen. Yeah. Was their number one hit in the U.S. And then they finally cracked. They got the top 50 on the U.S. album charts for the first time with their greatest hits album, which is kind of funny that they didn't really get any of their songs there, but the greatest hits, we'll take that. Yeah. Oh, and Dancing Queen became the only Billboard Hot 100 number one single for ABBA. Mm -hmm. Dancing Queen is the only one, which is weird because you think of all the popular songs, but this is the only one that made the number one. I think the next one was like Fernando got to five. Yeah. But here's the other weird thing. Take a Chance on Me didn't really make the American charts, but it's their biggest hit single in the America and in the U.S., selling more copies than Dancing Queen, so it didn't so it chart stayed longer. Okay, it didn't chart, but people bought it more. Hmm. I don't know how that works. Sure. So by 1978, ABBA was big, the biggest bands in the world, and they were known for uh, not their choreography because we've. Sure. <laughs> if you've ever seen an ABBA the close-ups, if you've yeah. ever seen an ABBA music video, here's what's going to happen: Bjorn's holding a guitar. Yeah, yes. Bjorn's holding a guitar. Benny's at the Benny's piano. At the piano. And then Anita and Frida are going to face each other for a bit, <laughs> then face away from each other for a bit. Then one will face one forward while the other will face sideways. <laughs> yeah. And they'll kind of sway back and forth. And yeah, it's interesting it. because these, th- these guys literally are music video pioneers. And yet they're quite dull performers. And, and they have the, the fuzzy lights going on yeah. there as but, well. And maybe it's just because of the music. But I, wa- okay, so I watched every official ABBA music video and... I was entertained by almost all of them. Of it course. could have just been the music, but I was watching it. And it, it really is just lights and them staring at the camera and staring at me. But it seems like they're having so much fun as they're performing. Is it, though? Because they're always so serious. Except for Mamma Mia. Watch the Mamma Mia music video. They look Are they like, hating We're light? talking Emily Blunt levels of dead eyes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, and they have these crazy costumes, too, that they'd always wear. Did you read the reason behind the costumes? I did. Do you want to give that fact? So there's a Swedish tax code that prevented them from... Um, doing tax write-offs for just a normal normal day wear is what they call it. If it looks like something you could wear every day, it can't be a business tax write-off. And so they essentially bought a version of Halloween costumes, the, yes. the bright, big disco costumes, purposely so they can make them tax write-offs because they reasons. knew they couldn't wear them as day wear. Yeah. And it became one of their signifying things. Yeah, they have some crazy costumes. Like yeah. you look at this and you're like, wow, that that's insane. But of course, I, I but it's it. funny. It, it actually fits really well in the 70s. As, you know, it totally so, does. Yeah. It looks very disco, very 70s. That's kind of what it is. And they were having a great time because they were. I mean, they were until until <laughs> they were also like glam rock early on and yeah. then became disco. Yeah. Well, and, and that's thing is Benny and, and Bjorn very talented singer songwriters and they wrote basically all the ABBA songs yeah. are written by them, but they're all sung by the two women. Yeah. When they and, disappeared into the background, it was amazing. And, and that's the thing is, is uh, Frida and Anita's voices together. That's the ABBA sound. Yeah. 
and occasionally the guys will jump in a little and bit sing of harmonies a bit. there. But it's just it's just amazing fullness. to me that it's like the guys the guys wrote the songs, the girls sang them, and that was the formula that worked for them. Yeah, for a long time until well, for a so, oh, years. this is good. This is like the Dateline thing where it shows the picture, and then all of a sudden it goes black and white and torn. So nineteen seventy nine, yeah, things start to fall apart. It's pretty sad. I mean, they're they're. they're it's it's the story you almost always hear where like get famous and that sure. just causes rifts and problems. Even in Sweden. Even in Sweden. Uh, but both marriages ended up collapsing. In 1979, Bjorn and Anita announced they were getting divorced. The and band stayed together though. They did. They just stayed together. But and it actually, kind of removed some of like the luster from the image of the band. But then you hear the next album when they had that next one. It had the winner takes it all. Yeah. This sad, melodic, kind of beautifully haunting song. And they've, they've repeated a number of times, it's not about their divorce. Anita has insisted she's not the loser in their divorce because huh. she's the one singing it. But there definitely is a, a kind of a darker, more somber tone in their albums after that. Yeah, while it may not be about their situation lyrically, you can tell that what was going on is influencing the lyrics their are music. affected, yes. Yeah, there's, some, there's sure. some emotion behind it. And then it was two years later that Benny and Frida, they announced their divorce. In 1981, yeah. And they still released an eighth album that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then recording sessions became a bit of a struggle. Yeah, uh, on, like they had these recording sessions in 1982 uh, after the divorces and everything, and they said after just long time working, only three songs got recorded, and then they were all shelved. Yeah, just couldn't really get it together. And I wonder if that's why Born Bjorn Bjorn and Benny. It's not Matt Damon. Yeah, Bor- Born Born <laughs> Bjorn Identity. <laughs> Sorry, but I wonder if that's why. They decided to look outside of that, like their writing style. They decided to write a musical at that point. They're like, we're going to put our talents over here. And so they start writing chess. Yeah. One Night in Bangkok, that one hit wonder from the 90s, (laughs) their 80s, 90s, 80s. Yeah. 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 That's that's Ben and Bjorn again. I was shocked. One Night in Bangkok. It has to be the only song that comes directly from a musical that like that is the version that you hear on the radio. Yeah. It's It's so strange. ABBA is a weird band for us to talk about. Sure. Because they didn't, it, like all these other ones we've talked about, drugs usually come into play yeah. and tear the band apart. Right. And the band breaks up. This is one of the few bands that I can, as far as I can tell, didn't, wasn't really having any drugs and didn't really break up. It was, yeah, natural causes. And even then, even after they broke up, they said, hey, we're going to get together in a few years. We'll be fine. Like they never, they've never officially announced a breakup. They no. still speak about ABBA in the present tense, which right. is kind of weird. But their final performance ever as a group in person was on the 11th of December, 1982. It was a, a broadcast on a UK show. Uh, they were in, they were in Sweden and they broadcast there. But ever since then, they've appeared together a yeah. couple times, but never performed together. Yeah. In fact. That was the end of it. 1982 was like the end of ABBA for the longest time. And let's talk about the mid stuff before we get into... Right. But then... The intel. Yeah. But I, I do feel like the ending in the early 80s, you can hear from that last album, it feels very 80s synth infused. Yeah. And I wonder if they could have even succeeded in the 80s. Maybe they could have evolved a little Maybe. bit more, but their, their, their sound is very 70s. But I don't know if it could have survived the 80s, but I'll tell you what, it survived the 90s. Yeah. In the 90s, you get ABBA Gold, which was released... And it was a worldwide bestseller. You get Erasure, who did uh, an album called ABBA-esque, which I talked about before. It's four cover versions of ABBA, which kind of went, okay, this is, people like these songs. It was huge in the UK. You get two Australian cult films, The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and Mural's Wedding. And they start kind of like... <laughs> Hello, Tony Collette. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sing this ABBA song. And so they, they kind of brought ABBA into the spotlight again. And then, like we said, in uh, the, the, the ABBA teens in 1998... Yeah. I didn't know the 18s were the Abateens. Right. They, yeah. they ended up calling them 18s because they wanted to 
give them a little more wiggle room because they were just an ABBA cover band to start. But they were huge. Also, fun fact, Tim Rice wanted ABBA to do the soundtrack for The Lion King back in 1994. Really? How yeah. would that work? Tim, uh, Tim Rice, I believe, worked with them on chess. Yes. So, Can it, you feel <laughs> the love tonight? Can you feel the love tonight? Yeah, the production team was like, I don't know if they're going to quite fit the movie. And then ABBA's like, yeah, we're not going to fit the movie. So some intern was told, like, hey... Get the guy with the funny costumes, and they ended up with Elton John. That guy kind of looks like a lion in ABBA. Yeah. <laughs> so from, I mean, 1992 with Erasure to 1998 with 18s, and then in 1999, Mamma Mia becomes a big hit on Broadway. And in I fact... Mean, I think it originally opened on the West End, because again, yes. they're huge in London, and yeah. they made its way over to Broadway. It is still running in the, in the West End, but it is the top 10, it is in the top 10 longest running productions on both Broadway and the West End. And this, truthfully, is, I think, the reason why it's going to have staying power long term, at least in America. Because again, they only toured in America the one time. And I'm, you know, Abba Gold is a big album, but I, I think there was something about Mamma Mia. Who came up with this chord. idea? Because it's such a good idea to be like, I want to pay tribute to the, this band that has amazing singles. Yeah. And then I, they made a play around it, which apparently takes place in Greece. Okay. Um, <laughs> when they, I, and when they were putting it together, the challenge was write a musical don't change any of the lyrics. Yeah, because yes. they have to fit the story into what the lyrics already said. And ultimately, they do alter... Sometimes it works. They alter a few things here and there. Yeah. But this birthed what we call the jukebox musical. Yeah, which has been copied, right. but never... I don't think any of them are as good not as this Not to the one. same success. No, no, definitely not. And, I mean, talking about performances, so they did end up... They were together, all four of them, at the Swedish premiere of the Mamma Mia movie in 2008. Yeah. That was the last time they were all together kind of in person. And we would, but they didn't perform. They were just there. We would be remiss if we didn't point out that Mamma Mia, the movie starring Meryl Streep, also came out the same day as The Dark Knight. Let's talk about the <laughs> highest grossing movies of 2008. Okay. <laughs> Number one, The Dark Knight. Yeah. Number two, Indiana Jones and Kingdom of Crystal Skull. Really? Nice. Number three, no. Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Four is Hancock. Yeah. Wow. And number five is Mama Mia with an exclamation point. Mama Mia. It made $610 million. Which is hilarious because if you look at uh, the, the sort of stats on releases, um, up until The Force Awakens came out, yeah. um, this held the record for the largest disparity between a number one and number two movie the, the weekend it was released <laughs> between The Dark Knight and Mama sure. Mia. Sure. Oh, but I the bet. staying power of this movie. Yeah. Well, I remember I, despising this. They, they made like, a sequel to a musical that doesn't exist. Oh, with Here We Go Again. Yeah, they did Here We Go yeah, Again. Ten there, years there was later, no musical of Here We Go Again. did some of the stuff. Has that ever happened where they're like, okay, we're going to adapt this musical to a movie, and now we're going to do a sequel to the movie? It's weird. Yeah, it wasn't even three years later. It's like, oh, let's make it up. I don't know why it's good, but it is. And it has the real sequel? staying power. No, the Mamma Mia in oh, general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, because it just has this kitsch to it. You know, I, and it really resonates with like wine moms. I need to see <laughs> <laughs> I need to see it on stage. I do not like the movies because they're acting like they're on stage in film, and that's always a lot of putting. Is it because they're so excited about they're everything? Big gestures, yeah. looking at the camera and mugging, and I'm like, that works on stage. It and the performances are a little bit a little over the they're top. They're spotty, too. Yeah. You get some spotty performances in there from a variety of cast members. Yeah. Um, I just have to throw out there, we ended up watching this movie, my wife and I, uh, just yesterday as of this recording. My wife, who should theoretically like it, really, really didn't. So I'm married to a person who likes Batman v Superman and hates Mamma Mia. Oh, she's the best. <laughs> so Colin Firth once stated that if heaven exists, when he arrives, he wants to hear God say, I personally thought you were very good in Mamma Mia. <laughs> 104 out of 105 people found this interesting. 
I also love that Mamma Mia, the movie, it takes place in Greece, is based on Swedish music, has a title in Italian, and is played in English by American actors. <laughs> this is worldwide, guys. <laughs> this is. This is definitely. And so, I mean, that was a huge hit. And then in 2010, ABBA was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So they, it's like they, they ended in 1982. They had this big resurgence in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And even 2010, they're still getting popular. And then in 2016, they got together to form a digital avatar concert tour. That they're still working on to this day. It's out. It's going. It's, they started it's that going. in 2016? Yeah. No, they, start, they, start they started working on it in 2016. And what they said was, so uh, uh, Bjorn said, we're never going to appear on stage again. Right. He said, Robert Plant, he, he remembers Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin saying, Led Zeppelin is a cover band now. They're old people playing yep. their songs. And he says, we don't want to become that. And so he decided we're not going to perform on stage again. But what they decide, how do they decide to get around it is, so 40 years after they released yep. their last album in 1982, they released a new album, Voyage. And they recorded in the studio, and part of the deal of, the, of them all getting together, because they'd kind of gone their separate ways, mm-hmm. was that the girls, uh, as, as Bjorn said, the girls said they didn't want to do publicity. No. They'll come in, they'll record, they don't want to talk to press. Really? Yeah. They're yeah. so likable, though. They, yeah. Yeah, they, they Honestly, I can't, you can't find interviews and stuff with them. You can find a lot of Benny and Bjorn. They're pretty outgoing and nice guys. Right. But the girls, they just didn't want to do anything. They're, they're no. cool being in the shadows. But what they decided to do, the, the girls, is they decided, and the guys, they were going to get together and they were going to do this motion capture thing Yeah, where that what they have is avatars. That's I what don't they call love them. that so much. It's pretty, it's perfect. Do you think they saw the Tupac hologram and they're like, hey, we're going to do that. So I found a clip of it online. They, yeah. have, they have clips of the show. I found lots, yeah, Zach and I were watching I found one. lots of clips and of it. And it's kind of this weird, it's not really like a 3D hologram. They're like on like screen. Picture a stage. Yeah. Right. But it looks like, it looks like it's 3D. Yes. But and think, of, think of Grand Moff Tarkin from Rogue One. <laughs> and Princess Leia. And Princess Leia. Hope. Yeah. <laughs> but they are performing their songs and they got their moves down. You know, the, the standing face to face and, and walking well, around each other. It looks like they had younger actors perform the moves they used to do. Yes. It's, so they actually had the, the four of them in motion capture suits, like for making a video game yeah. or, mm-hmm. or whatever. They had them in motion capture T-pose. suits and and they um, had them perform. Yeah. The, so I would say the what you end, end up seeing is not actually them per se yeah but they actually did the performance and then they used actors and everything to tweak it from there and i've been reading reviews and people are saying look i know it's not real but i feel yeah. like i watched like the concert yeah and it, it did open on the 27th of may 2022 in london and it's going to be there until may 2023 and it's they specifically built this theater for this show yes this isn't like a we were it's gonna a good idea it but they did talk about taking it on tour I feel like it's a Disneyland attraction and it should just literally be there forever. It's Captain EO and it should mm, never close. Unlike Captain EO. Oh, I miss Captain oh. EO. Mm. Uh, but, but I honestly think it's it's a really clever way of doing it and they specifically wanted them in their prime. And so yeah. the versions of the, the digital avatars uh, of... <laughs> such a fun thing to say. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, them at their peak. Yeah. Bake and sell Abatrip? Yeah. <laughs> just for ABBA? <laughs> go to London for ABBA and then come go back to home. Abbott, but uh, the sad news is, though, is that uh, Benny said in an interview recently, he said nothing is going to happen after this. This is the final ABBA collaboration as a group, is this Avatar. Well, because they released their album late last year, right? Yeah. That is it? That's it, as far as they, he says. They started the band in the 70s. Now they're in their 70s. Yeah. yeah. They, they should 40 be years in between albums. It yeah. is commendable 
honestly, that they put this out. Well, and you listen really to Voyage. Cool. Honestly, if uh, so, put, I was listening to all the albums. Put it out there. Put out your little review. You well, know, if I didn't know that Voyage was forty years later, I yeah. wouldn't have noticed it at all. It would have been like, oh, this is kind of a little. A I little actually thought it'd be a cash in, and I was like, I actually really enjoy this. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, but it, a little sleepier than the other sure. ones. But at the same time, I was like, it sounds like ABBA. And so you have that 40-year gap, which is, I don't know if that's ever happened to a, a band before. No. But, I mean, that's the history of ABBA. Unless you guys have anything else to, to bring up. I mean, let's let's just be clear, listener, just in case. This is as much information as we can find out about ABBA in about a week's worth of research. We There are probably details we're missing. And also we can fit Maybe into an hour. Maybe things we mispronounced. Run. I don't know. Yeah, uh, oh, totally. We've mispronounced everything. <laughs> But uh, I think as, as far as band history and stories go, it's so interesting to look at it and go, well, they were pretty well wholesome. Well, we do need to talk about some history because right now the relevance of ABBA is real yeah. and it's through social media. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't, I don't have TikTok. I'm, I'm an old. And so I watch my TikToks on Instagram reels. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed even when I couldn't even originally place a song because before doing the research on this show, I'm like, Hey, I know that song, whoever it is, but I have seen and heard videos done to their music and it's somehow become meme worthy and not even like, let's make fun of ABBA. The music fits to whatever it's video almost is like they're not even like pointing out it's ABBA. It's just there and people are listening to it like, this is fun and catchy. What's yeah. this? And that's one thing is I was watching uh, documentaries, behind the scenes, interviews and things like that. You know, they always play a bit of the band's music uh, yeah. for montages or, or whatever. Every single time it's like, man, they have such catchy hooks. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and so in those brief, ben Bjorn are talented. In those brief moments of writers, it's just, it's just playing over something. I'm like, this is, this music so interesting, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I actually brought, gentlemen, some of the TikTok trends that have been heard. Yeah. So and I, I noticed that at the outfit you're wearing is inspired by ABBA, which is kind of nice. <laughs> it, it totally is. That wingsuit you got going yeah, on. Yeah. What can I say? I like to flap around the wings. Uh, so I'll play just a couple of them that I've heard. So the first one that I actually heard was a, what's called a one breath challenge. This is a singer. And I wish I could credit her. She basically sings a song in one long breath. And she's d- the done whole s- song. Well, one portion of a song, okay. a, a long one, too, that uh, it's kind of difficult to sing. So she put this out there. She's done several of these, but she did one for Dancing Queen. And it became very popular as just a background sound um, on other videos. You can dance, you can jive, having the time of your life. Ooh, see that girl, that scene, she is a dancing isn't that Jasmine from live action Aladdin? Yeah. It's, uh, Isabella Brothers. Kensington 13 on TikTok. Okay. Oh, very and pretty. Lovely voice. Very nice. yes. But that, that for some reason became a sound that people used for other videos. Uh, they would lip sync to it. They would uh, tell stories to it. It was very strange. Yeah. Internet is a weird place. Right. And then of course there is uh, this piano bit, which is at the very end of the five minute long song, Chikatita. Yeah. Uh, Benny just starts playing on the piano and I, I love this. It gives me it gives me a little bit of the, the musical chills, if you will. Yeah. You can't not head it's like old timey piano. How yeah. it begins? But yeah. This is, and it's weird because this is at the end of the song. Yeah. Is this, this isn't playing like the whole time. I don't no, think it's like no. at the end he just I does mean, this amazing little outro, and you're like, where'd that come from? Best part of the song. And Bjorn is just you know he's playing on his little Debatable. guitar. I feel like I'm cheating at poker. When I hear that song. (laughs) (laughs) And then the current one that I think is is super popular. There's a trend using an ABBA song. um, uh, The song is called Angel Eyes, but they've taken the music and sped it up. And then it's it's a trend where you look back on something fondly or something that's either, uh, you know, 
old or you're looking at someone else. You're uh, like, oh, I miss that. Yeah, it's, it's a nostalgic. I know it's been gone for 20 years, but I miss it. Yeah, it's a nostalgic type thing. Honestly, uh, kids looking back at, you know, what was good in the 90s. Usually. Like if oh, Kent were doing one, history. if Kent were, were doing one, it would say like, oh, it was, you know, here we go. It was 30 years ago, <laughs> man. You don't have to cry about it anymore. And then it would show our tech sinking in the quick. Oh, 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 no. oh, hold on. And that would be playing. Can't be thinner. And I'd be reading my book. Our text. Boom. Sticking in the sand. You just created a TikTok for me. And now I'm really sad. It's probably already out there. You should totally do that, Ken. Get TikTok and do that. So, and that's things. They're still. Yeah. Like I said, they, they never officially broke up. They still. Well, they've never gone away. They've really. never really gone away. It's kind of cool about that. I really think the power of TikTok brought back that album. That, uh, that new album. They could have. Honestly. But I mean, speaking of things that, that uh, you know, things that don't go away, there are things that should go away. And I think we should talk about them now, gentlemen. Let's do it. Let's talk about the bottom five, our bottom five ABBA oh, it's, songs. It's really a bummer that we have to do this because we generally create a playlist based on the artists that we're covering, right? Yes, we do. It'll and, be on Spotify. We, you can go on Spotify and find our ABBA playlist. And, and we'll share this on social media as yes. well and on our site. But then we have to put the bad songs on the playlist as well. I'll say this. I think your, our bottom five of all the groups that we've done are the closest to the top five. There were some weirdo ones with Queen. There are some weirdo, weirdo ones with Beach Boys. Yeah. Well, and I will agree that it was, for me, there's kind of the, the couple greats, yeah. a lot of middle ground, yeah. and then there was a kind of a lower level. But even if it, those kind of blended into the, the middle yeah. level. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's start going through it. We'll do our bottom five first. Okay. Then we'll, we'll give a couple of honorable mentions and move to our top five. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with you, Joel. What is the, the fifth from the bottom ABBA song. We're going to now progressively get worse here. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to start off with the least Love worst. It. Work the least worst. worst. But at the same time, you guys may like this one. I just don't. When I kissed when I teacher. kissed the teacher. So this is the Everybody opening, screamed when he kissed the teacher. This is the opening track of their 1976 album, Arrival. Uh, and it's about a student who has a crush on her teacher and then one day just can't restrain herself and kisses him. Now, Benny Anderson thinks this is one of the best ABBA songs out there, but I'm jaded by the modern society and it just feels weird. It's supposed to be this innocent so it's, song. It feels creepy. It's a little creepy. Like, but just, it's not like, don't stand too close to me, right? Uh, it's along those lines. Right, because that's but, really creepy. But at the same time, they don't outwardly say what's sure. going on there. It's yeah. kind of alluded to in that police song. The lyrics are very simple in this one. This one, I will read some of the lyrics here. I was in a trance when I kissed the teacher. Suddenly, I took a chance when I kissed the teacher. Leaning over me, he was just trying to explain the laws of geometry, and I couldn't help it. I just had to kiss the teacher. Awkward. Yeah. And it's not very good. I'm glad you put this but one But the mu- here's the thing. The music is fine. And I was kind of bobbing on to it. And then I started, like, I looked at the title and I went, wait a minute. And I started listening to the lyrics and I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. And it got weird. So that's my pick for number five is When I Kiss the Teacher. Kent? All right. My number five is. Aww. Stop. Tropical Loveland. This is the weirdest Kent. song. Everyone wants to break out their new Casio keyboard when they have it. It's, it's like, hey, reggae is popular. What if we added an accordion? <laughs> yeah, this is, it, it's have a reggae. Like, why do we have this? They were, I, they're trying to find their they style. They had a couple of those. I am fascinated by this song. This almost made my honorable no, mentions just because I wanted to it, talk about it. For me, it. the lyrics are just as bad because they're so simple. The whole song is also like a euphemism in a very Swedish way. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, Swedish, yeah, they got some weird uh, mm-hmm. points of view the on Volvo Station Swedish romance. euphemisms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I, at least I should say Abbott does. 
I can make it to the chorus of the song because I'm like, oh, this is fine. And then the chorus for me is so grating that I just turn it off and I, I don't want to hear it again. It's your number five. You're it's already, my number you're already five. shutting it off. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ABBA. None of these songs are outwardly bad. Right. But personally, I don't care for this one. And for my number five, well, Joel. When I kiss the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't. Honestly, the music of this is fine, but it's just instantly off-putting. I watched the music video, yeah, and it's just—I mean, first of all, they're like you know, twenty-five-year-old people in acting like they're in high school, but Mm -hmm. so basically a CW show. Yes, (laughs) yeah. And then I even watched the "Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again" version, and uh, which is better. What's her bucket? Yeah, Uh, baby's girlfriend, Lily James. Yeah, Lily James. She's fantastic Cinderella. as a performer. Yeah. But I just, still the song, I was like, this is weird. Yeah. Off-putting. Weird. Well, especially because that movie is like a second-hand yeah. movie. So, yeah. 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 All right. Joel, what's your number four? My number four. Once again, the music's fine, but it's the lyrics that got me. We laugh to Susie Hangaround. Susie. Yeah. So this Poor song. Susie, though. That's just it. So this song, I was actually kind of like, oh, it's nice. It's a mean song. (laughs) It is a mean song. It's about boys bullying a girl in a playground. Like, it's young little kids just bullying each other. And uh, so the lyrics, for example, look for a friend of your own, Susie Hangaround. Better come back when you're grown, Susie Hangaround. Nobody wants you around here, and that's for sure. So get off our playground and stay away. That's all we've got to say, Susie Hangaround. I thought musically it's good. I, yeah, musically, it's fine. Yeah, but I thought the lyrics were going to be like because she goes, the girl goes Good. home and she cries to her mom, and her mom's like, "Boys are just mean. We're sorry." And I thought there was going to be something at the end where you know they ended up, you no, know, now we love her, you know, and right. we made friends with her. No, it's just get around. You can write your own get fan around. fiction for Susie Hang Around. Yeah, and I feel <laughs> bad for all the girls named Suzanne around that time because yeah. I'm pretty sure Susie Hang Around may have been used as a derogatory term. I actually don't think this song's very good because uh, it's classic. The guys are singing. Yes, yeah. so it's like. Eh. Yeah, like, anytime the guys are singing, you're like, I'm out. No, yeah, they, no. they can still intros. <laughs> <laughs> Kent, what's your number four? My number four is. Wow. I'm pulling out the big gun. Controversial pick. Are you kidding this me? This may be like Zach picking We Will Rock You as one of the worst songs of the week. The first line is, I'm nothing special. In fact, I'm a bit of a bore. This, yeah. That's this song. Thank you for the music. This song is like, guys, I woke up. I don't know where I am. And there's people surrounding me. I'm in a circle. They're going to sacrifice me in a ritual. It, there's a cult singing. Thank you for uh, the music. There's another you song. It's more cult-like. <laughs> this song is so repetitive. It's If you want great. cult-like, listen to the Piper. That's oh, the that cult song. song, too. <laughs> Are you okay? This is like... I hope every band writes a song with a title that can be the instant track for like their memoir. Okay. No, but I hate <laughs> it because it's like, are they thanking themselves? Because <laughs> they're singing and they're like, thank you. I'm a fan. And it's like, this is for the fans to sing to them as they're singing. It's so self-referential. Kent! I hate it. It's almost made my top five. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but look, it's going to be on the playlist and you know, it's bad. Okay. But yeah, I don't care for this I song at all. Sorry. It's a little sleepy. But it's but I liked, it's important. I liked, no, but I like the sentiment. I like the sentiment of it, but it is a little sleepy. Yeah. All right. For my number four, Joel. <laughs> Are we gonna match? Maybe. Thank you for taking uh, away bad choices. And that's honestly what I was thinking too. And and this is a listenable song. It's just so again awkward. It's mean. Much like when I kissed the teacher. I'm, I'm, yeah. I was listening to these lyrics going. What are you saying? They shouldn't sing about kids in school anymore. No. I decided. No. A lot of their songs deal with 17-year-olds. Have you guys noticed that? Yeah. Uh-huh. That was a little weird. 
Nah, I'm not so sure about that. All right, Joel, what's your three? Well, it's probably going to be your number three, it's Zach, probably. based on how we're going here. But I chose... King Kong song, gotta sing along. Sounds like a Saturday morning cartoon theme song. This was huge in Australia. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, yeah. So are you. So. Oh man, <laughs> I lost weight. So Benny, uh, I was gonna say Benny and Bjorn have singled this out as one of their weaker tracks. And oh, may, they admitted it. Okay, yeah, that's this good. may be the only proof that Abba did drugs. Because who on earth is gonna write a song about King Kong? And literally, he's writing about his songwriting process. I'll read the lyrics right here. Well, I was looking at a movie on TV last night. Then I had a very funny notion, yeah? I really had to write a song about it. And then I'm going to sing it with my rock and roll band. And I bet people are going to like it, yeah? I know everyone's going to shout it about a dreadful mighty killer, a big black wild gorilla, King Kong song, won't you sing They rhyme killer with gorilla. (laughs) They're Swedish. (laughs) Killer gorilla. (laughs) So King Kong song, it's, it's stupid fun. Yeah. But it's a dumb song. It reminds me of the Blue Traveler when they wrote Hook, but it was as a joke <gasps> as to... No, I love that song. But they wrote it as a joke as, hey, we're going to write this song just to be popular. And they tried that with King Kong's song here. Mm-hmm. It didn't work at all. Anyway, King well, Kong that's song. great, Joel, because... Yeah! <laughs> Horrible song. And I like the... But they don't have the Beach Boys harmony. And it once again, it's the guy singing. So yeah. that means... It's bada. Hey, hey guys. Oh no. How is all our number three? I know. Because we, we had ones we hated more, but this felt like the right choice for three. I thought it was gonna make your list. I didn't think we'd all pick it in the same area. Oh god. Why are they screaming? Try to think of cartoon theme song. So for full disclosure, I don't want to talk about this song again. This is my number one. Oh, okay. it's my number one, but I don't want to come back okay. to it. Yeah, oh. I, I hate it really? so much. <laughs> but do you hate it more than my number two? It's so swanky, though. Uh, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Sure, grating. So this is Lovers Live a Little Longer from the album Boulevue in 1979, and it's about a scientific study that has shown that love is a factor in longevity, and that's why it's Love is a Little Longer. But it's just annoying with the high-pitched minor chord repetitive it's chorus. I was listening to it, and I was kind of jamming onto it, and then I got to the chorus, and I was like, oh, that was harsh. And then they repeated it like four or five times throughout the song, and I was like, I can't listen to this anymore. In fact, that clip right there, I just had to wince. It was enough. I had yeah. to wince during it. All right, my number two is actually not that one. It's... Oh, it's called Man in the Middle. This yep. one starts off awkward as well. It's, yeah, it's about a really powerful man who is uh, 50, hanging out with 17-year-olds. Uh, weird theme there. A little weird. Once again, guy singing. Very funky. <laughs> but this guy, he's so rich and powerful, he can drink champagne from his limousine. He's not the boss you want to double cross. Like, this is them trying to be so funky, and it is not their lane whatsoever. And what is the, what are they trying to say here? No, they're trying to say, even with all of his money, he can't buy an honest friend. But like he's the man a, in the middle. He's the man in the middle. Hmm. It's real bad. That, that almost made my list. I didn't like that one. The yeah. Bouchica Wow Wows did not help that song. Not at all. Yeah. Hey, guys, we're all going to have a different one. Okay, time. good. Crazy. I'm worried you're going to steal mine, though. Yeah, probably. Well, so this is a song. Honestly, there's not anything as like off-putting or weird about it. There was just something. So I was listening on my... Uh, I have a, a Google Home with a screen. Mm-hmm. I was just listening to the soundtrack as I was making dinner one day. And this song came up, and I just took out my phone and snapped a picture because I just wanted to remember... 
wow, I really hate this song. And I don't know why. Tell me. Uh, sitting in the palm tree. Yep, from Waterloo. This song was made my list. That's almost like Kent's yeah. line pick. Yeah, yeah, it's a similar vein. I, I found um, your pick a little bit more entertaining. Yes. However, I just—it's breezy. There's something it's, about yeah. this that feels wrong. Not super ABBA. Not anything. I. You know, when you sign up to listen to ABBA, you feel like you're getting certain things. And this like song, the girls singing. Yeah, this song has <laughs> has none of them. So we just ragged on the guys in the worst songs. See, they are the like they're the ones writing the songs. Yeah. they have the the musical the and, the, and the lyrical talent. But yeah, I think we're all saying that the guys when they sing lead, yeah. it's a weaker. It's song. much less enjoyable for sure. All right, Joel, what's your number one? Ooh, I'm excited. Uh my number one. I I debated <laughs> back and forth, and in the end, I went with this one because it's just ridiculous Simpsons this is I'm a marionette from the album uh, which they have an album called the album or ABBA the album yeah. in 1977 this is honestly a placeholder for most of this album I did not enjoy it's not the great, album honestly. ABBA the album yeah, yeah. It's take a chance on me weak. is the only highlight the other tracks include Eagle One Man One Woman The Name of the Game Move On Hole in Your Soul Thank You for the Music I Wonder Thank and You for the Music is good but yeah, it's, it's not fourth worst. great. <laughs> this this album, though, I really was kind of drugged down by this whole album. I was like, I'm not really liking it. Have you seen Abba the movie? No. Where so, several of these songs are featured? We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, yeah. they made a movie. Yeah, well, we don't a need mockumentary to. kind of it a thing. It can be forgotten to time. Yeah. Quite terrible. <laughs> but uh, this is, so they had a mini musical they decided to do in the middle of their concerts called The Girl with the Golden Hair. And so there were three three or four so songs. So every girl in Sweden. Yeah. Sure. Thank you for the music. Well, not uh, uh, not Frida. That's true. She was the redhead slash brunette. Yeah. The Penguin music video it's in. <laughs> uh, thank you for the music. I wonder and get on the carousel. We're all from that mini musical, and I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to be experimental. The song here is like, "I'm a marionette, just pull the string. Everybody's pet, just as long as I sing. See me pirouette round and round. I'm a marionette. I'm a marionette. Like she's calling herself a puppet as the singer in this. In the context of the play, it's like she's being used. But it just seems weird for the band to sing this and have her sing it. Yeah, and it the, the just it didn't work for me. Joel, that's a horrible song. Zach King Kong song is horrible, but this is the worst half a song. Adieu, 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 adieu. I tell you what I do. A few too many. We need to leave, but this goes on 17 more minutes. It's not a terrible song. It's, it's a, a terrible song. That is not terrible. as bad as I'm, I'd rather listen to that any day of the week than I'm okay, a marionette. Okay, how many times can you hear? I do, I do, I do, I'm a marionette. I do, I do. I'm a marionette. <laughs> It sounds, it sounds like the end of a romantic comedy, but like no one's told the band that the credits are actually ending. You can't hate a song with that much saxophone. Can't? <laughs> no, it's trying to be romantic, but there's nothing SDXY about this song at all. And poor Pierce Brosnan had to, like, I, I see your I do, and for my final, okay. I raise you James Bond. <laughs> I Specifically, I do, I do, sung by Pierce Brosnan. That's a great lead in, too. I felt so bad for him because honestly, I've forgiven him for SOS. But when he has to sing that line, you know how bad of a singer he is. Yeah. Oh, it's painful. I do. Ah. Wait, is 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 that just a clip or is that your actual? That's literally my number two. Is I do I don't like the song and it's made worse because every time I hear it, I think about Pierce Brosnan. I can't know. You know you've ruined Pierce Brosnan for me forever. (laughs) You personally. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that clip's coming up later. <laughs> so now we're going to jump to the awards section, we call it, where it's kind yeah. of honorable mentions in the middle that don't really fit in our top or our bottom. But we wanted them to bring, bring them up here on the episode. I just want to get started here. I have a kind of a funny story with this. So like I said earlier, I was listening to ABBA while I was making dinner. I was playing this song and my almost four-year-old stepdaughter said, this is a bad guy song. Ooh. And I was actually loving it, which King is funny. Kong, song, that one. It's funny because uh, Benny and Bjorn say this is probably the worst ABBA song. And I thought it was awesome. Watch out from Waterloo. Yeah. It's a good song. It's the so vibe good. Is cool. The the bass line to this. It feels classic so rock, which they've never been able to really pull off. And maybe that's why I think this actually legitimately is a bad ABBA song. But sure. I think it's a good 70s classic rock I song. I agree. Like if someone else were singing it, like Starship, you'd yeah, like it. Sure. Yes. Sure. But yeah, Jefferson <laughs> so, Starship. But when it's Bjorn, you're like, ah, yeah. no. Yeah. So, you know, little stepdaughter is running around the house. She has a cape on and she's like, I'm a bad guy. This is a bad Duh. guy song. And so now it has been endeared to me as uh, I give it the award of the bad guy song. Now, we kind of talked about mine, uh, my award before, but I'm just going to call it the, hey, that's from the meme. <laughs> <laughs> because I was sitting there listening to Vula Vu, the album. Yeah. And this song came on and I went, Instagram Reels. This is but, Instagram Reels. But it's normal but pace, it's not right? sped up. Yeah. It's well, so weird. The funny thing about it is, uh, the, so they, they sped it up for most of the thing, but actually Bjorn, he had a TikTok account. The ABBA TikTok account did it, and it was Bjorn reminiscing about his platform boots. But they didn't use the sped up version. They just used that version. So that is, that is Angel Eyes or also Angel Eyes, because they kind of put it together into mm-hmm. one word, which is a little weird. It's a good song. And uh, shout out to Chikatita as well with that piano music, because yes, that's also which uh, I, there's a great TikTok uh, on the official ABBA page of uh, Benny just playing that piano part. And yeah. It makes me happy. I actually go back to it on purpose all the time. Nice. Aww. Yeah. All right. My first award is for is this hipster or is it just me? Meaning, am I the only one that hasn't heard this song before? Kisses on fire. Yeah. Which and is you guys haven't heard this song. That's explaining your dating life as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the thing. Listen to that. Kisses Isn't that by on Kings fire. of Leon? <laughs> <laughs> to me, this song. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, it's a much PG version. <laughs> it's, it's a progression. The, it's the Provo version it's of the yeah, Kings of Leon song. It's Joel's version yeah. of the Kings of Leon song. This one starts out, and actually the whole song to me, it, it sounds like their version of a Bond song. Okay. Because it starts off really slow, and then they build into it. And it's it would be like a, yeah, like a Timothy Dalton Bond song. Yeah. Yeah. But the vibe is really, really cool. cool. All right, my next one. I think we've already, already talked about it, but I, I specifically just wanted to play the clip and call it out. Uh, this wins my award for Still Awesome, even at 70. I still have faith in you. So I still have oh, faith yeah. in you. It's the first track of the new album, Voyage, and there's something so beautiful about it. I actually think that, like, aged, she sounds like a little bit like Karen Carpenter. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. And I just was like, oh, my gosh, that is so cool. Well, so... You should watch the music video for this one because it's like it's a tribute. It shows all of their old footage and them together, and it got me a little emotional. Adorable. This is like the first one that played on my ABBA you music video playlist. I didn't ab- fully okay. cry. I just got a little watery eyed. But it was like the first one on there that I was watching. I didn't really have a, even have a kind of a knowledge of the history of the band, and I kind of went, "Oh, this is getting me." Yeah. Even though I don't yeah. even know the song and I didn't know like the history. So I don't. I don't even necessarily think it's the best uh, track on that album, and it's not an overly strong album but again it's just the thought behind it it's it, part for the course it's so it's so cool yeah, yeah. And, and again 
74 years old and these beautiful voices. I mean, that's just, it's, it's a really cool thing. And I will not be that cool at that age. Joel? I may be poaching one of your top here because I know this is, a, this is a favorite. Okay. But I'm giving an award Don't here. Do anything dumb. I'm not doing anything dumb. Don't I'm do still giving it dumb. some love because I'm calling this the uh, Golden in the Middle Award. There was something in the air at night. The stars were bright. So this is yeah, Fernando. Uh, this won the award for me. I'm, I'm not going to play it, but this won the award for me for overrated. But go on. So this song, uh, the reason I know this song, because I did not know this ABBA song until I watched Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, okay. <laughs> and in season one, the, the season one finale, uh, long story short, there's a kid with a grumpy babysitter, and they're not getting along, not getting along. And then they kind of start to bond, like over buttons, I think, initially. And then they kind of get to know each other a little yeah. more. And then suddenly... They're dancing to Fernando and, and like the little kid that like got a painted on mustache and like and the, the babysitter is played by B. Arthur. And so <laughs> she's like, that's why it's golden in the middle because she's the golden girl. Ah. And it's Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. But she's holding a rose in her mouth and they're dancing and singing and they're having fun. And, and like B. Arthur's like swinging her arms above her head and they're having a great time. And then it cuts to her being taken away in an ambulance. <laughs> and the little kid's left on his own. Oh. And it was one of those funny moments where I just kind of went, what the heck was that song? And so I looked it up and, and from now on, every time I hear <laughs> Fernando, I think of Dewey and uh, B. Arthur dancing together. I can't have a positive unsee memory. Cher singing to Andy Garcia. Yeah. From Here We Go Again. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want see, to. I haven't seen the movie and I, I don't know that I want to. Because yeah, sorry, spoiler alert, Cher's yeah. in the movie. This, but this is one of ABBA's best-selling singles of all time. Six million yeah. copies sold. Wow. Which I find so interesting because so I put, I, I actually said this, it was an overrated song because that bit that you played, uh-huh. there was something in the air that night, the stars were, that's, a, that's good. Yeah, good hook. But, what do you hear? What else the is there? Drums, Fernando. It's like, is this is this pum pum pum? Is this a Christmas <laughs> song? What's happening? So I I don't like the way it begins. I don't like it. In the I understand middle. that. So, but like the chorus, admittedly, is very very good. But it and has that's grown pe- on me. That's the thing that people remember. Yeah. But if you actually sit down and listen to the whole song, it's like, oh my word. But it's about. Agreed. I was going to say the English version, and the Swedish version, are actually very different from one another in meaning. The English version is about uh, two veterans reminiscing in an old age about a long ago battle. And the Swedish one, I think, is about uh, uh, a lover comforting someone who fought in a battle. Huh. So cool. Yeah. All right. All right, Can't Zach, I'm going to kind of follow your lead on this one. I'm going to go with the best modern ABBA. I do love that song you yeah. played, but this is my favorite song from the new album. Yes. Keep. This song is called Keep an Eye on Dan. Keep an Eye on Dan. It's good. Okay. A little boy. But listen, like it's, it's so popping. Yeah. But what it's about? So the song is really sad, but I kind of love it. So I was like, I was track. listening to the album. I'm like, wow, I like, I really like this. But with Abba, you're like, wait, what are they really saying? Is this about schoolyard bullying? I don't know. But it's about two parents that have split custody of their son, yeah. Dan. And then, of course, I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. It's, it's fine. <laughs> because it's they say, good. keep an eye on Dan. Promise me you can. He gets out of hand if you let him. Keep an eye on Dan. Yeah. And it's about like, I'll come pick him up on Sunday. And I was like... Why does the song sound like this epic erasure song? <laughs> and it's just about custody. I love the the melancholy stuff. I love the beautiful ballads. But keep an eye on Dan is one that is yeah. now on my playlist for yeah. fun. That's a good choice. All right. My next up, I have um, this is this is going to take a moment for me. This is my guaranteed tears award. Oh, we're going with the theme then. You know, I thought this song was pretty good, and then. Now there's a little girl in my house. Uh oh. Oh. Here we go. Dad emotions. Dad emotions are happening. Oh, my son's almost born. Tell him what the song is and what it's about, Zach. It's called Slipping Through My Fingers. It's from. It's. Abba made it. It's fine. This is my. It's my earworm song, actually, because 
more than any other ABBA song, this. Why am I the only one not going to I'm an ugly right crier. <laughs> I'm Dawson. This is the song that I sing more than any other ABBA what? song. You, I, have I didn't know this one before research. I have heard you <laughs> sing this song over the years I've known you many times. It's because anytime song sentimental to me, I go like this. <laughs> Slipping through my fingers every, all the time. Every That's the only time. line I know from the song. My daughter will be like, you know, they're growing up and uh, she'll be like, Dad, will you cuddle? And I'm like, I'd rather play PlayStation. And then I'm like, and then the song goes slipping, slipping through, through my, my fingers. And I'm like, I'll be right there. I love you, honey. Because <laughs> it's, it's all about a, a, a mom or, or a dad. Sharing I guess. a moment. Like being like this time is slipping my fingers. My kids are growing up. And it really did get me emotional. Um, yeah. I've never, I, I don't know if I've ever heard this song before doing research for this episode. There it, are, it's on a weaker album, too, in my opinion. But it's such a standout track. There are two two moments in the movie Mamma Mia that mm. actually are like, oh no, that's that's pretty good. And it's uh, is this in the movie Mamma Mia? Yeah, and yeah. it's it's when they're wow, getting that. they're getting ready for the wedding, and uh. they're just it's a cute montage of like she's shaving her legs and gets cut, and like mom helps her, and I'm just like, this is so cheesy. Why am I crying? <laughs> I forgot about it in there. So yeah, yeah. I had so it good. Apparently, I missed Kent really singing. I missed it in the movie, but it got me on the album. <laughs> My next award. Let me bring the room back up here. Okay. And, uh, and once again, I may be killing the top pick here, you. but I wanted to talk about the song, but it didn't hit the t- hit, didn't hit my top five. This okay. is called the. I probably shouldn't sing this out loud as much as I do. All right. <laughs> I can I I totally hear you. I couldn't find a space for this, but I love you. Victor. I have yeah. been singing this nonstop. I love this hook. Oh, is it because it's a, in a Madonna song? It's no. Madonna took it from them. <laughs> no, but this is uh, Gimme, 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 A Man After Midnight from Voulez Vu in 1979. And it was recorded uh, to help promote their North American and European tour. It was released on some versions of Voulez Vu, but it was also it was on their greatest hits volume too. It was kind yeah. of where it, it's, it was found. And it's about this lonely woman who longs for a romantic relationship and views her loneliness as, for, as a forbidding darkness of night. And uh, it's kind of like the original, it's a quarter after one, yeah. I'm a little drunk. Yeah. It's but this one, thirsty. something about it, <laughs> yeah. this is this is an earworm. And I will be walking down the street or in the grocery store and just be like, gimme, 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 <laughs> gimme, man after man. I totally agree. This one and Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. Yeah. <laughs> I just sing them and I'm like, nothing wrong with that. I probably shouldn't be singing this out I have some restraint here. Yeah. But, uh, and I, I do enjoy this song. This It's so much fun. Yeah. So. I'm All glad right. it's on a playlist. Yeah. yeah. My final award is for... Makes me want to have a training montage. It's like a Rocky song? Yes. Listen to this song. Summer Night City. Drago! <laughs> like, the way the song starts out is so cheesy, but it would fit perfectly in a sports movie. And now this is on my exercise playlist. If I was walking down the street, kind of like a stay in the life sort of moment, mm-hmm. I would be playing this song now. I've never heard it before. Wow. I but Summer time. Night City. It's so cheesy. But the more I hear it, the more I love it. It almost cracked my top five. In the music video, yeah. they have lights and they stand and face each other. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> but there's something about it that really does make me want to get buff. But really, I'll just sit down and listen to it nice. on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> My last category, I mean, much like my previous category, so it was guaranteed tears. This one, and I actually proved it last night watching the movie. This is Laugh to Tears. We've actually already talked about it, but I just have to play the clip. So This is from the Mamma Mia version. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. 
<laughs> He's trying so hard. He's not bad. Pierce Brosnan is trying so hard. Okay, okay. I feel like we need a versus show in our first one in a while. Pierce Brosnan in this versus Russell Crowe in Les Mis. Ooh. Oh, my wife asked me the very same thing, and I was like, oh, when he's like, buy the stars. <laughs> I'll take Russell. Who's, who's better? Barney. Who's worse? <laughs> oh, my word. Where wow. you going? Where you going? So, so that's the thing in this. Pierce um, Brosnan in Mamma Mia, not a strong singer. <laughs> no, not at all. I think he plays the part well. I'll be, he I'll does. Be honest. He's, he's a good actor. That's why uh, he's good in the movie. He but, was terrible in SNL. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah, terrible. But the thing of it is, when it's like 1995. <laughs> I still remember this, it. When you listen to the song on the playlist, which SOS, good song. Glad it's going on the playlist, right? But Are we they, putting that version on the playlist? No. Well, the, we should. Oh, that's we not. should. Oh, for comparison's fine. sake. So in SOS, it's like, when you're gone, how can I even... They add the, yeah. the, the call and answer, right? Yeah. So they add the... When you're gone. In so his defense, he's not a trained singer. No, he not. didn't even know what the movie was. He no. only signed in because Meryl Streep was in the movie. And that makes sense. Yeah. And again, he's good in it. Yeah. But because the part he sings isn't in the normal song, when I hear the normal song, I only hear you, him. You, you <laughs> add. So yeah. he, mm, this is I still makes me laugh. And I love him for it. Good okay. job. Good job, Pierce. Can we move on to the best? Let's top do the five. Best. Our top right. five ABBA songs. How much crossover are we going to have here? I, it's going to be a short playlist. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I can make it longer. I've got eight options for top five. Oh. Eight rows was a big five. I'm wow. bad at math. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll start us off then because after you listen to that version of SOS, you should probably listen to the this real one. SOS. So this is the fifth single from their self-titled 1975 album, SOS. It really is a good song. Uh, and uh, Anita, An- Anita, is that what saying her name is? Yes, Anita. She sang lead. Uh, she actually did Where'd this. Go? No, no. <laughs> this is the right version. She did the song, recorded the song in Swedish on her solo album, Elva K. Wiener, I hit Hus. Yeah, uh, I disagree. And it's their biggest hits since mm-hmm. Water, Waterloo. And funny, I actually found this. They did perform on Saturday Night Live on uh, the 15th of November, 1975. That was when the episode aired. And they're performing SOS on the Titanic. And the, it's like... Oh, that's so tacky. They're doing a musical group, but they're also trying to do comedy with it. Like they're yeah. doing a sketch around it. It was kind of weird. But the reason I wanted to pick this, give a special love to this song, aside from the fact that I love the chorus... And it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But to date, and I don't know if this will ever change, the song is the only Hot 100 single in which both the title and the act are palindromes. What? ABBA, SOS. And if you want to count the genre, that is also a palindrome. Pop. Pop. ABBA, SOS, pop, palindromes. Guys, the Mayan calendar just, uh, (laughs) the world's going to (laughs) end. I don't like this. So, yeah, my number five. Joel, you're exactly SOS. right. That is number five. That's you got that the same fifth one? best ABBA song. Okay. Zach, you've ruined the song for me. Where'd you go? Because about a year ago, you started doing that in this show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how it came up. But I got, honestly, it's probably a movie musical one. Probably. And I was so mad at you because now I can't unhear it. And honestly, I should hate the song because it feels like fluff, but it's immediately replayable. Yeah. The song is just that it good. Is. And it's great. Like It's like a heartbreaking ballad. And then the quartet jumps in for the hook. And it's somehow poppy at the same time. Yeah. And it's, got that, it's a great mix. I, I don't know why I love that little electrical. So good. Every time it comes on, I'm like, here comes. Here comes the chorus. Yeah. So I just can't hate the song. In fact, I love it. Number okay. five. Number five. 
We've actually already talked about this one. I, I want to add some substance to this show real quick. This song, I, I was I was listening to you know what songs I wanted to put on, and I made a list, and I just re-listened to those, and it was really kind of thoughtful. And this one really made me emotional. Like I, I started to feel things. I don't like that, but here we go. This is a good song. It didn't make my top five. It's, a, it's a good song. But it, it's it's one of those, especially with the context behind it that we talked about. This yeah. is after the divorce. Yeah. There's some power behind it. And they say specifically, like, it's not about the divorce, but I, it's absolutely Emotionally charged by it. Yeah. This was on Super Trooper in uh, 1980. And uh, it, 1999, it was voted by Channel 5 as Britain's favorite ABBA song. It's like your favorite ABBA song. Wow. And then it, they replicated the poll in 2010. Also voted in. And then uh, this has also been voted as Britain's favorite breakup song. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Now that makes more Fun sense. Fun fact. Really? I didn't really know this is an ABBA song until I watched Mamma Mia, the movie. And then I went, that song's kind of nice. I, I kind of like the sentiment of that moment. Yeah. And then I listened to the ABBA song. I'm like, oh, that's much better than yeah. the Meryl Streep. Yeah. It, it, right. Exactly. Ultimately, ABBA song is better. But I really, I do like that moment in Mamma Mia. Yeah, it's yeah. emotional. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, I think that Meryl Streep might be a pretty good actress. Just saying. <laughs> From that movie alone. <laughs> That's why she's got a real shot. Joel, what's your number four? My number four is a fun one. Waterloo. From Waterloo in 1974. This is the one that won them the Eurovision song. The music video is fun. Like is. As much as it's just them swaying back and forth, they're having fun singing this song. And I, like Zach mentioned before, I didn't know the lyrics. I go, Waterloo. But it's about the, it's, it's referencing the 1815 Battle of Waterloo as a reference for a romantic relationship. It's like, hey, Napoleon surrendered just like I'm surrendering to you. And I, and he was short too. He was short. <laughs> he was. Uh, but <laughs> I love the jazzy saxophone in this one, which makes an appearance periodically in ABBA songs, but it just fits in this one. And uh, like Kent mentioned, in the 50th anniversary celebration of Eurovision, they said this is the best of all the songs that ever came out Crazy. of Eurovision, which is funny to think about. I think it's the last ability as well. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Waterloo and I, I... Super poppy. Great choice. I will bob my head every time this plays. Every time. This is a mood booster. Waterloo. All right. My number four is... It's just like taking candy, candy from, from a baby. <laughs> number four? Under, oh, there was under, under attack. attack I didn't four. get it for the first Guys. There you go. Listen to this hook. Great, like, synth bass. I've never heard this song before. Isn't this one of their last songs? It's, uh, it's yeah, the second to last album. It's in Mamma Mia. It's actually the act two opener, uh, but it was not put in the movie. Yeah, okay. Mm. It is such a strangely good song because the intro, it's like, dun, 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 dun. It's like a bad 80s song. It does start kind of, like, and, and oh, I, no. I, I kind of hated it. And then it leads, it builds up to that chorus. You get to the ABBA hook, mm -hmm. and I'm like, wow, okay, that's, that's a and good song. And the ladies song. come in, not the guys. Yeah. And then I found throughout this past week, and this is why I put it in the top five, I'm like, I just kept singing, it's like taking candy from a baby. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I think I love this song. And it eventually crept up past SOS somehow. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a great song. Wait, now, when, you say, oh, when you say second to last album, do you mean this was the last one in the 80s? Yes, in 81. I, I remember this being like one of the last songs they performed or played or on the album. I can't remember, but... There's somewhere on there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. For my number four, um, I'm going, I've, this song feels uh, exotic to me, and I always find it very fun. Ooh, 
We're all bobbing our head. But this, like the way that the guitar comes in. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so bizarre. Which just before we were listening to the ABBA-esque version by Erasure, right. which sounds like a video game, mm-hmm. and that's the reason. I, I like this version, Yeah, but I like the, I like the Erasure one better. Yeah. But it's, that's why I, I like this is a great song. It's fun it sounds like a level on Sonic the Hedgehog 2. You should listen to the Erasure version. It totally sounds like a video <laughs> game. Yeah, I I just again found myself like literally like head bobbing, toe tapping. This is a this is a great song. All right, Joel, <gasps> top three? number three, number guys, three, guys, guys. Top three better be good. It is good. Let's be different too. I don't know if we're gonna be different. I mean, Joel's already messed it up. A I kind of have, but you I think- are you are underrating Waterloo. I'll say. Well, eh, perfectly rated. Nope. When when I when I did my list of five, I went with kind of the ones I knew first. It's mm-hmm. Placeholders, yeah. And this was one that came up almost immediately. If you change your mind, take a chance. 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 Take a chance on me. From the album, which, like I said, this is the only bright spot to me on that album. Well, only big bright spot. Take a chance. Take a chance. Take a chance. But and I do maybe like the Erasure version better, with because Erasure did it and they had. Uh, on Abba Ask, they had this Raga style toast performed by MC Kinky added to the song. And the rap part is kind of weaker. They don't use it on the radio, but I enjoy this song. And it's funny because this is one where uh, I think it was Benny Anderson. No, it might have been Bjorn. Bjorn was doing was jogging and just kind of had this took a chunk, took a chunk, took a chunk. so much sense. And he went, I can make a song out of that. He turned it to take a chance. I think it was Bjorn. I, I like this song. It is so catchy. It's fun to sing along with. Got, this actually has harmonies in this one. I was talking about that earlier. Zach and I were talking about that earlier. I don't think there's a lot of harmony on but he disagrees. I definitely disagree. But uh, Take a Chance on Me is a song that I think everyone can enjoy and everyone can sing along. And I think he, I probably stole it from one of your guys' lists. Nope. What? Nope. What? Nope. It's a great one. You it's didn't good. have this in your top five? In top seven. Top seven, Joel. Mm. It was high tier two. It might break the top 15 for me. Wow. Top I, I don't think it's top 10 for me. Oh, do you like the Erasure version? Um, yes, I do. That's I actually, I, that's a great song. So my top three are all interchangeable. Given my mood, any of these songs could be number one, but I had to put this one somewhere, and right now it's number three. Yes! I was hoping, I, I didn't get to put this in my top five. didn't put this one it's on? It's not my top this five, is, it's like six. This is my first alternate. your love on me. Once again, shout out to Erasure for having a great version of this song, too. The intro kind of sounds like Barbie Girl. <laughs> it's like, it does. hey, Barbie, uh, again. <laughs> I'm so glad you picked this one. This I thought is, there was no way. This is as metal as ABBA gets. I don't know. When this song comes on, I'm like, I'm feeling every pumped up emotion you right now. this is their most metal song? Yeah, definitely. No, like it's not like classic rock, but when it's like as hard as ABBA goes into ABBA style. Hmm. It's, I don't it's know so even good. how to explain this. It's like a, it's, the it's Hey, hard, hey Helen yeah. one I was thinking was a little more rock. This one. song could be 10 minutes and I'd be a happy camper. Yeah. This this song is so amazing. It's, it's really good. And it's honestly, fun. it's even like adorable. It's more adorable in Mamma Mia the movie, like because it's like the, oh, the yeah. romance beach yeah. song or whatever. But just the way Apple performs, there's some it. spiciness there. Yeah, yeah. In the movie. I'm looking forward to listening to our Spotify playlist now. It's gonna be a yeah. lot of fun. I'm so happy. Freaking love this song. Yeah. So you're welcome, guys. Thanks. Very good. Very good. Joel, you've said before 
like they don't have harmonies. You <laughs> don't listen. Most of the time, they don't have harmonies. You don't listen to this song, my number three. They sing really high you. I love that harmony. It's such. No, this is such a solid song, and it's like a little. It's I call this song. I call this song Chiquita for a long time, like the bananas. It's like Chipotle, but it's Chiquita. Uh, Chiquita. Did you re-listen to this song a lot, though? I've listened to it four times this week. <laughs> That's so cute. I love this song. It's so. Is it better than "Lay All Your Love on Me"? Not. It's, it's not. not more fun. Okay, I get it. I get it. You're right, because fun doesn't mean better, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, lay on your love. That, that's, I'm seriously so happy you picked that. I thought no one would. Did you hear both of us saying yes? Yes. Thought the same thing. That was like <laughs> it's my, on the playlist. That was my six. Uh, but now we're going to get into our, my number two. Yeah. Should we Forgive order? me. No. Forgive me, guys. No. I'm glad you chose this. Because, because I'm like, if it's not on the list, as much as I find the movie to be annoying. Oh, oh mama mia. This opening is so much like when the song comes to the movie, it's a fun song. And then I listen to the ABBA song, it's a fun song. This is on their third album. And it's funny because, like you said, it's an Italian interjection. And they say my my, which is the English version of that, basically. It's the same thing. And that that marimba at the beginning, that dun 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 dun. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to get real musically nerdy. I love that there is an accented offbeat. So it's not instead of having like the downbeat being a harder beat, it's actually the mm-hmm, offbeat mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. stronger. So, mm-hmm, and for mm-hmm, some reason, that always like that gets me. I'm a sucker for that. Great. Yeah. And this, I mean, obviously, this is the name of the the musical and the movie, and kind of. You know, I think this would be kind of a slight not to include it. I think it should be included. You, neither one of you picked this. Nope. Nope. Because it was, was it was um, one of my alternates. Top fifteen. But, this is one, once again, I probably shouldn't be <laughs> singing this one out loud in the supermarket, but I am all the time. No one would judge you. My, my, how can I resist you? It's a good <laughs> song. I enjoy Mamma Mia. What is your number two, Kent? It's been chosen, but it's this. It's funny, this song starts out like Layla, like the rock version of Layla, which I'm totally okay with, but... <laughs> Gimme, gimme, gimme a man. Oh, after am I in Winco? <laughs> Should I stop singing this? I love the sound of. It's an ARP Odyssey synthesizer. This is their biggest hit in Japan. That's a fun fact for some reason. And I have no shame, much like you, Joel, I have no shame singing the lyrics of a woman just wanting some company. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, that's gonna be that's on gonna social be media. Twi- that's gonna be a bacon so quote on Twitter yeah. and Instagram. But someone who will ch- help chase the shadows away. This song is a banger. It's fun. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> All right, Zach, what do you have right, to do? Officially, I have to make it known my choice is Waterloo, but I want this playlist to be fun. And so yeah, I, that song's so you're jumping fun. to an alternate. Sure. I will substitute an alternate here. Another one where it's just fun to sing the fun to sing along, and the guys are in the background. This was one as I was listening to it, uh, preparing for this, I couldn't help but smile. Yeah, it's 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 a happy. It's not even as rocking, right? But no, but it's it's fun. Yeah, it's peppy. It's not even that peppy, or or like like the lyrics are kind of kind of sad, Mm -hmm. but. Uh, it's a, maybe that Abba melancholy. What are the lyrics about? Is it just a cop car is following them? <laughs> Don't bring up that movie. I hate that movie. Super Troopers? It's so dumb. It's about uh, Super Troopers. What are you talking about, Right Meow? Stop. Hmm. Super Trooper has been made more awesome by Mamma Mia because for some reason 
It's so kitschy in those movies. Yeah. Well, because really, it's, I don't remember that part in the movie. So is that? it's at her bachelor party, a bachelorette party rather. Um, and then Dinah and the Donimos step out and sing uh. that song. Then it's at the end. And I haven't seen Mamma Mia. Here we go again. But I have seen the clip at the end. Basically, the, the movie finishes with everybody because there's time jumps and everything. Everybody in the movie just gets together and puts on this concert. Uh, Meryl Streep is dead, so her ghost comes back to sing this. Her song. ghost comes back. Does it? So yeah. this song starts with Cher singing it. Then it goes into Lily James and her friends as Donna and the Dynamos. Then Meryl Streep and her friends as the Dynamos. And uh, it's kind of. It's a moment. It's a fun number. It's okay. a fun number in the movie. And this is a fun song. And it makes me smile. And so I want it on the playlist. And with that, we are to our number one. And gentlemen, I, I, I'm happy. I know that we are making the right choice here. We're not all making the right choice. We are absolutely making the right choice. Not all of us are making the right choice. Why? We sure are. What do you mean? Because I'm pretty sure Ken is not going to pick this one. He has to. Because Dancing Queen, as much as Kent has expressed his distaste for it. Hey, look, I love classic skating as much as the next guy. <laughs> is the song of ABBA. Oh, man. Hold on. I had to listen here. Oh, yeah. So good. And I've told this story on Bacon Cell before, but I'll tell it again. Me and a buddy back in college were DJing a dance, and we were playing our best 2000s rock alternatives, <laughs> and no one was on the dance floor. Yeah. No one's dancing. We're like, we're playing all the hits of today. What the heck is happening? And then I went, hold on. And I turned on Dancing Queen because I had it yeah. on my iPod at the time. And uh, we turned on Dancing Queen, and the floor flooded with women, which then brought in the men, and then everyone was dancing, have a good time, and I thought, Dancing Queen, that so is the that's secret. that's how you bring women to the floor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not milkshakes, that's for boys. Okay. Yeah. But uh, this is, uh, I mean, this is Europop, disco music, it, it, is, it is very it corny It is absolutely times. their song, right? It is. It's yeah. their signature song, and in fact, when, when Benny Anderson, they recorded a session of it, he brought the demo tape home, and Frida, apparently... She heard the final mix. She, she started crying. Yeah. She started listening to it, and they said... And she said, I found the song so beautiful. It's one of those songs that goes straight to your heart. And there is something about this that just gets in you and you want to dance. You is, want to dance. Is it not one of the most overplayed songs on the planet, though? Because it's so good. It was on our Song of Songs tournament. I think it's played. I don't think it's overplayed. It's overplayed. No. You can still like an overplayed song. No, That's true. okay. Sure. Kent can't. No. I, I sure can't. All right, can't. Give me the wrong choice. So I chose Dancing Queen. As, no, just kidding. I actually chose... I love it's Super so Wow, That's your number one album I've song? I always love this song. Uh, this, probably from Road Trips, this is the one that's always ring true for me. I don't know, maybe it's just fun to sing along with. Also, it's not Shoot-A-Bop-Bop. I was always like, Shoot-A-Bop-Bop, Shoot-A-Bop-Bop. It's super bop trooper bop It's super yeah. trooper. Yeah, but they say Shoot-A-Bop-Bop. If you've paid more attention to the random Greek people in the background of Mamma Mia, you'd know that. <laughs> the little chorus in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I should pay more they're attention my favorite part. to They're my favorite part of the whole movie outside of Pierce Brosnan. This song says it feels like a number one, and it is number one. Granted, I know it's not the popular choice because Dancing Queen is. It's just can't, can't pick the popular choice. But I can't because right. I don't like that song. And I like this song. I I'm, I'm the Captain Obvious popular song. choice in the show. You are the hipster. And that brings us to Zach. Who made the right choice? No, I, I love Super Trooper. Yeah. It's great. Do you, do you want to pick? I was going to say, you can pick the same one or you can throw an you alternate. You can say to, it's to, Dancing Queen and then go with an alternate. Okay. For the I'm going to say, so I'll give you the logical answer. And the logical answer here is Dancing Queen. But sure. I, I, I will then play my heart's answer. Still I love it. I love it. Okay. Unironically. I love it unironically. It's, it's fun. Okay. 
And this, I think, has the highest rate of known lyrics by anybody listening to it of all the ABBA songs. <laughs> Very I true. I think most people know most I sing of it. the words. You can, you dance. can dance. You can die. Falsetto. Die. Yeah. That's how I read it back then. But it's <laughs> jive. jive. It's jive. And uh, yeah, it's you guys in the music video, they're wearing white, I believe, and they're standing facing each other and then turning away from each other. Sure. Oh. That's so unique for yeah. them. Yeah. And hmm. Benny's wow. on the piano. What? Yeah. No, that's the right choice. I respect your choice, Ken. Yeah. I know that you don't like overplayed songs. Don't love it. It's so good. Yeah. It is the ABBA song. And uh, everyone will, if you say ABBA, this is what they think of. Therefore, Abs- it's their Absolutely, they do. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, guys, that was fun. That was. And you can so listen fun. to all of our picks on our Spotify playlist. We'll be posting it on social media and on, on bakeitsell.com so you can find it there. I think we hit most of the big hits. There's a couple we didn't talk about, but that's sure. just fine. So let us know your picks. Did we miss your favorite ABBA song or did we bash on one that you actually like? Do you like King Kong song? Just asking. If so, why? Yeah. But let us know on Facebook. Let us know on Instagram. Let us know on Twitter. We want to hear from you. All right. Before we go, we'd like to thank our patrons. So from the I Am The Listener category, it's Lady Terry Finley, Way Less Sad, Shannon West, Chris Drought, Sean Sanquist, Jennifer Kilkowski, Brayden Winterton, Alicia Bass, Glow Clint Daniel, Sir and Madam Hicks, Adam and Rachel Crump, Rocky and Steph, Scott Sprague, Jake the Cooler King Swallow, Andrew in the Dark, Casey Cummings, Johnny English the Brick, Ryan and Marley, Debbie Foster, and Angelo Plotz. And from the Bacon Council, we have Nicole sitting in this in Ben Hale, the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Star Wars expert Kyler. This patron has a first name. It's S-P-E-N-C-E-R. This patron has a last name. It's M-Y-E-R-S. Because Bacon Cell has a way S-P-E-N-C. That's as long as Patreon would allow you to create your name, Spencer. That's way too long. We still appreciate you, though. (laughs) Josh. Alison Gall and Beaker. Thank, Thank you, you patrons. patrons. You are the Benny to our Bjorn. Because oh, yeah. they're, that's they're the love, songwriting right? duo. That's this is the songwriting duo. They're still together today. Yeah. Those two were yeah. songwriters, songwriters. But their face. <laughs> uh, but their hair. Benny's, Benny's hair. Mm, yeah, he's not, the one with the beard. Not good. Beard's fine. Hair's bad. Anyway, if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing the Quick Wits. They're performing at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quick Wits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. So I was spitting random ABBA facts in the barbershop all week. And guess what? Nobody really cared for it. But hey, if you <laughs> want to visit, if you want to visit me at the barbershop and uh, get maybe even a preview of what's to come, uh, go to blakesbarbershop.com where you can schedule an appointment for a haircut with me. Otherwise, reach out to me on social media at Tumbling Mustard on Twitter and Instagram. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Please like that Facebook page and follow on Twitter and Instagram at Bacon Sale, but not TikTok. And you can find out a story about that on patreon.com slash bacon sale. Someone stole our name. Just $3 a month. We tell a bacon bit story where um, I'm mad about our TikTok name he's, being stolen. He's starting a war with Romania. I am starting a war with Romania. Patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, mama mia, till we meet again. Robert Pratt. Pratt. Categorize. Roberto. Whoa, take it easy. Wow. Her moin sounds Thanks like something you need surgically removed. And it's both an acronym and a palindrome. Master scene. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. The Swedish men are very attractive. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Are we pretty? No, but we're super talented. The Are we going to comment on their looks the whole time? I might. Butter songs. And then we'll come in the party people. Hey, Gamelman. <laughs> we're talking Emily Blunt levels of dead eyes. <laughs> and it really resonates with, like, wine moms. And I couldn't help it. I just had to kiss the teacher. The guys are singing. Yes. So it's like, mm. yeah. The, anytime the guys are singing, you're like, I'm out. No, yeah. They, they can still intros. I'm nothing special. In fact, I'm a bit of a bore. I'm probably going to be. You're, I'm scared. And yes, I'm This was huge in Australia. It really was. So are you. This may be the only proof that Abba did drugs. They rhyme killer with gorilla. They're Swedish. Killer gorilla. You can't hit a song without much saxophone. But there's nothing SDXY about this song. Kisses Isn't that by Kings fire. of Leon? It's, it's the Provo version of the Kings of Leon song. It's Joel's version of the Kings of Leon song. Oh, this is so sweet. It's, it's fine. <laughs> uh oh. Oh. Here we go. Dad emotions. Oh. Dad emotions are happening. Oh, my son's almost born. Tell him what the song is and what it's about, Zach. Abba made it. It's fine. This is my. It's my earworm song, actually, because more than any other Abba song, this. Why am I the only one not going to right now? I'm crier. Why am I crying? In the music video, yeah. they have lights and they stand and face each other. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> By the stars. <laughs> I'm wow. bad at math. Palindromes. What? Shame, much like you, Joel. I'm no shame singing the lyrics of a woman just wanting some company. Yeah. 